The Lizzie Borden House, The Conjuring House, Amityville Horror, The USS Salem, Ballisca Axe Murders. What do all of these have in common and why are we talking about them? Hi, I'm your host, Caden, and together on this podcast, we will be talking about these topics and many more. The paranormal is a broad topic, and all of these places and subjects have had psychics and mediums involved in their research. Join me weekly as we delve into the paranormal and follow along with my life, the life of a Utah medium. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the life of a Utah medium. I am your host, Caden, and we have got a little bit of a change of show. So this week... We actually had an interview that was scheduled with the wonderful Kristen Lee to talk about the Belair House in Ohio. Uh, because of scheduling conflicts and work getting in the way, we've actually had to move that show back a couple of weeks. So, for those of you that were expecting to hear that show today, I am so sorry that things got a little crazy. But I promise you that that show is coming. So let's talk a little bit about life and what it has brought this week. Then we will move forward into the next couple of shows that I have got lined up for you. So life, as you may know, if you have been following along on the Facebook page or on the TikTok videos, has been insane. Uh, November 10th. We actually lost my stepmom, and that has been a wild ride. For those of you that have been watching for the TikTok videos and the card readings, I apologize that they've been a little bit spotty. We actually lost our buddy a couple of weeks ago as well, and um, we actually found out a week to the day that she had passed, so been a lot to deal with and I apologize for the distance while I've done that but I am getting things back together and processing and moving forward so you will start seeing those TikTok videos again pretty regularly it's it's been hit or miss for the last week but they are coming back together I am also going to start doing some other things on the TikTok I love helping people that is what I do. It's what this is all about. So on the TikTok videos, I am going to start. Putting up videos of missing people. We can reunite these families that are missing their loved ones. I am also going to start putting up on the TikTok promotions talking about the show, talking about the Facebook page, and kind of collaborating everything I'm doing into one area. So between the TikTok and the Facebook page, if you are looking for any information, it's going to be in those two places. I'm also going to talk about it here on the show. Those of you that have listened to the show for a while, you know my good friend Derek. He is part of the Devo show. He is part of EVP podcast. And he is also my business partner. He is involved in several businesses. And he is teaching me a few new things so that I can become a certified notary public for the state of Utah. 
So that is something that I am going to add here probably in the next week or so to my list of things that I can offer in my businesses. So yes, I am busy, but I am never busy enough to not answer questions and to not help people that need it. I think that pretty much catches you up for the time being on what's going on in life. Life has not really changed a whole lot. That may not be the same here in a couple of weeks, but again, you will get to know that information right here on the podcast, The Life of a Utah Medium, or you can find information on the Facebook page at The Life of a Utah Medium there as well. Readings are getting busy, guys. So if you are interested in your reading, please contact me and get your appointment scheduled. Right now, next week is looking pretty open, but the weeks following are going to be very busy. So we have on November 27th, we have the live Facebook gallery reading session. Those tickets are still $35. You can get on there and purchase your ticket to make sure you have a spot. And then I have a couple gallery reading sessions coming up the first week of December. So for this session, we're going to talk about one place in Indiana. And then next week, we're going to do the live interview with Joni Mayen, who runs Haunted New Harmony and is also an author to over 20 paranormal books. So let's jump into the show. This week's show is going to be on the Portal to Hell House in Gary, Indiana. So, Zach Beggins, who everybody knows from Ghost Adventures, actually purchased the Portal to Hell House back in 2014. He purchased it for $35,000, which you would think is a pretty good deal for a house. But as soon as he got to the house, um, just within a couple of weeks of buying it, he realized very quickly that that was not a good house to buy. He began to interview a lot of people about that house. He talked to the previous owners who had some horrible experiences in that house. He talked with the police department and caseworkers and the hospital who all had horrible experiences with that house. Matter of fact, when he first got to the house, he was greeted by a squatter that lived in the house. And that squatter confronted him at the door and told him he could tell him some pretty terrible, scary things that have happened inside that home. Of course, we know Zach Beggins. He is very much into that kind of thing. In doing some research and looking for some quotes and information, I actually found out that Zach Beggins said that this was the worst location, worst home that he has ever been to, Uh, which is why in 2016... Zach very, very quickly had the house demolished and he had the property cleansed. And he actually left a quote. So Zach actually was heard stating something was inside that house that had the ability to do things that I have never seen before. Things that others carrying the highest form of credibility couldn't explain either. You guys... Everybody that knows Zach Beggins knows that he is friends with some pretty incredible people. He's friends with people like Chris Fleming. Uh, He was very good friends with Mark and Debbie Constantino, 
who, if you know anything about the paranormal field, you know who they were. And we will talk about them a little bit later in the show, but I will say right now, God rest their souls. What happened with them was unbelievable. There was very quickly a need to investigate this house. It's in his blood. That's what he does. So in investigating the house, he got reports of creaking footsteps, noises from the basement when nobody was there, multitudes of flies. Any of this sound familiar? Sounds a lot like some demonic shows that you may have heard about, like the Amityville Horror House or the Conjuring House or things of that nature that have the flies and the really bad feelings and the nasty noises. Very similar story. Well, in his search for information on this house, Zach was able to locate LaToya Ammons and her mother, who rented the house from November of 2011 to 2012. And they had experiences in that house that nightmares are made of. At 2 a.m., LaToya's 12-year-old child growled deeply and woke everybody up. When they got into his room, he was levitating above his bed. I've heard a lot of people question whether or not that's a possible thing. I can tell you from personal experience that that is a possible thing. Yes, it's absurd. Yes, it would be hard to believe unless you have seen it. So take it from somebody who has witnessed this. It can happen, and it is terrifying when it does. They experienced odd things in the house for the entire year that they lived there. And it got to the point where they were being reported for child abuse. They were being reported for neglect because the children were ending up with weird marks on them and bruises and all kinds of things. So the caseworker who got contacted through Child Family Services went and required them to go to the hospital and one of the children checked out. I listened to an interview that was done with the child therapist and the caseworker. The caseworker who was interviewed, who was in the room and witnessed the child walking up the wall, said she is still in therapy to this day because she has never seen anything like that. There was a officer that is the chief of police for the town where the house is, he would not go back into the house. When they contacted him and asked him if he wanted to be present when the house was demolished, he said he'd be, he would rather be on the other side of town. He was mortified by what he witnessed in that house. He witnessed so many things. He witnessed all of the events that everybody had claimed on that house. So you have a chief of police who his entire job is to prove crimes and debunk myths. And he would not go back in that house. A therapist and a case manager who was also a psychologist have to go to a psychologist and a psychiatrist by herself because of what she witnessed in the home. When Zach first walked into the house... He got a message from his friend Chris Fleming, who has been seen on several paranormal TV shows. And Chris sends him this very, very long text message that basically warned him profusely 
about entering this house. And that message talks about him seeing this demon in his visions that's towering over the house. It talks about how he feels as though the whole crew is going to be harmed if they enter the house and stay there for any period of time. A few minutes, a few seconds that somebody is going to walk out of there being hurt. And let me tell you guys, they all walked out of there being hurt, being attacked, feeling nauseous. Zach eventually goes back and talks to a priest who had done the exorcism on Latoya's family. And the priest talks about visions that he had. He talks about seeing the scars and the wounds and the uh, flies and the smells from that house. He talks about how dark and heavy that house feels. And this is a priest. This is somebody who does this almost constantly. He said this was the most unreal experience he's ever had. And we talked a little bit about before, but police would not enter the house. So Zach had gotten a report while they were there filming that somebody was in front of the house trying to break in. When he gets back to the house, there are police standing in front of the house, but they would not go in the house to check it. And these officers stood outside and asked Zach to go in the house and to go make sure that there was nobody inside the home so that they could leave the scene. They would not go in the front door. One officer was talking to Zach and he said, I have been to this house before. I have seen the things that happen in this home. I have felt the things that happen in this home and I am not taking them home with me. So he would not even go in the front door. He wouldn't even walk up to the front porch, which is pretty crazy. Have you been to a paranormal place or been somewhere where there's a reported haunting that you felt you could not even walk in the front door? I've been a lot of places and I have only once or twice had the feeling like I shouldn't enter. But of course, I'm an investigator and as a medium, I want to know why do I feel like I should not enter this home? So on those cases, I didn't generally walk in and I generally will fill them out. These officers would not even cross the threshold. They wouldn't even stand close to the sidewalk. So let's talk again a little bit about Mark and Debbie Constantino because they do pertain to this show. Um, Shortly before, I believe maybe two months before they uh, both ended up passing away, um, Mark ended up uh, being the perpetrator, blah, blah, blah. We're going to try that again. So we talked a little bit about Mark and Debbie Constantino. And for those of you that are not in the paranormal field or don't recognize the name, Mark and Debbie were EVP specialists. They went around the country. They investigated with all of the big names in the field. And they were called on multiple cases to check out. While recording, 
he heard voices on an audio tape. And this was not a voice recorder. It was not a cell phone. It was not any kind of device like you and I would take to an investigation. This was the old school cassette tape recorder. And there was a pretty dark, nasty, growly voice that you can be heard in the background of the audio. And so they showed up and came out and helped investigate the house. They came out and listened to the audio and heard everything that they had and helped out a little bit with the investigation that took place for this house. And then two months later, that incident took place. And it's pretty significant. Number one, because all of the crew was attacked. All of them were attacked on this investigation. And that was ultimately the reason that Zach decided to to tear the house down. But two months after the investigation of the Portal to Hell house, where multiple mediums had told Zach that there were more than one demon in the home, the reason that he called it the Portal to Hell house is because multiple people reported seeing more than 100, some even said 200, demons inside this house. And anybody who entered it had weird, unexplainable, awful things happen. After they left, two months later, their unfortunate incident takes place. Could that be something? Sure. Could it be because of the house? Sure. Could it be because of mental health issues or other things? Absolutely. I am not saying that this house caused that, but I am saying that it is interesting. I'm saying that it is... it. It is a curiosity for me that they were in the home, everything seemed to be okay, and then this happens. May they rest in peace. Hopefully, we never understand what was going on in that home. I do find it a little bit interesting. Um, now, when I say all of them were attacked... There is a video inside the home while they're investigating. And I want to say it took place over a month or two that they investigated the house. Um, There's a video where they are standing in the living room. There's no furniture in there. And Zach just kind of goes trance-like and grabs a hold of one of the crew members shoves him into a wall and starts, you can see in the video, he starts screaming in this guy's face. And so they all, as soon as this guy is free, they all walk outside. And Zach looks to the investigator that, or the camera crew that was with him and was like, what just happened? I don't even know what just took place. And they explained to him what had happened. And he was like, guys, I don't, I don't remember doing this. And, you know, you can say what you want about Zach. You can say that he is a faker. You can say he's, you know, includes drama or provokes things or whatever. You can say what you want. But I'm going to tell you right now that if anybody was in the room with him when that event took place, it, it was very real. It was on security cameras. They installed cameras. They didn't have any other really cameras rolling. It was him and the two camera people. If anybody else was in that room when that took place, I'm telling you, I would have panicked. 
I would not have been okay in that house. Then after that, they go back to the hotel room and they have them on one floor and they have a doctor that is investigating with them on the two floors above them. And at the same time, the crew that is with Zach downstairs, one of the guys starts becoming insanely violent. He starts throwing up blood. He starts trying to run through doors. He, for all intents and purposes, he snaps. And they have phone cameras out because they're not filming. They're not there to investigate. And so they're all trying to figure out what's going on with this guy. And he just keeps growling and staring at them with this blank look on his face and walking at them like he doesn't even see him. Like he is walking through them to go somewhere else. And when he finally finishes that episode and finally gets released from whatever it was, he turns and looks at them and goes completely normal. Like instantly, completely normal. That's the only the kind of thing that you would see in a truly demonic case where somebody goes from one personality, goes from their normal personality to straight almost zombie-like and then goes back to their normal self and has no recollection of what was going on. Um, it could be different levels of demonic activity. I have had that happen. There's audio tape of me talking in a voice that is clearly not my own. And it was one of the only times that it's happened. And, you know, I can tell you from personal experience that it's terrifying even to look back on because you have no idea one minute from the next what's happened. There is a difference between channeling and straight possession or uh, infestation or anything like that. There is a difference between all of those. And what that guy had experienced was more of um, an influence or an, more of a, not quite a possession, but pretty close. I mean, he was pretty borderline possessed. And when they asked him what happened, he said the whole time that that was going on, he, he comes out of the room and he's walking down the hall and he stops and he goes toward the elevator and starts rushing the elevator. And he said in that moment when the elevator door opened, it, which from the video, you can see the door open on its own. It's like somebody, some spirit pushes the button for the elevator and the elevator door opens on their floor. And he runs to the back of the elevator. And he said when he did that, he saw a face of a goat-like man with weird horns and... You know, I don't know that I would ever want to see anything like that. I've seen some weird things. Um, you know, if you've heard me talk about any demonic activity that I have seen, um, living in Idaho Falls, I witnessed a very blue-grayish alien demon thing in a window. And inside at the moment, um, the man that was in there was highly intoxicated and highly angry. And so that episode, you know, I've seen some interesting things. I've never quite seen that before. 
That is also something that Chris Fleming messaged Zach and said that he saw. And then about a month and a half or two months before Zach goes to this house, he has a dream about the same type of thing. And he doesn't tell anybody about this except for Chris. But he sees the same thing that was monstrously huge. And so he knows that this is kind of the direction this is headed in. Then things get a little weirder. And the family that he he talks to about the house has more things happen outside of the home after they have revisited the house. So they go through a exorcism on one of the daughters because she's kind of the focus of what's happened. After they get the exorcism done, Zach then decides in 2016 that it's time to get rid of the house. This is not a house that anybody needs to be a part of, be anywhere near. He still owns the property today. They have not rebuilt anything on that property, to my understanding. That is definitely a house, property, everything that you would not want part of. If you want any more information about the Portal to Hell house, Zach does have a movie out about the experience in that house. It's called, I believe it's called Hell House, and it is available on Amazon Prime. And you can go in and see the film clip that I talked about where he's shoved into the wall. You can see the interviews with the family about the house, interviews with the priest, with the caseworker. Um, I don't recall if he interviews the nurse on scene, but he talks to a lot of people. And he gets all kinds of information from them about the events that took place with this family. You don't want to be a part of anything like that, guys. If you're going to go in and watch that film, much like I tell you when you're going to watch any horror films or any paranormal oddities, make sure that you get yourself in the right place. Even just doing the research for this episode, I started finding myself dizzy and nauseous and anxious and... I immediately grounded and cleansed and recentered myself to finish the interviews and the questions and the research that I was doing about this topic. So please make sure if you watch that film, make sure that you have yourself in the right place. And if you're not, don't watch it yet. Make sure that you get yourself in the right place before you watch it because you can definitely feel the energy through that film. So I hope that helps you guys uh, with another interesting topic. If you have any questions about it or if you have any other show topics that you would like to discuss, please feel free to send me a message on the Facebook page, The Life of a Utah Medium, and I will help you uh, get information or I will help you set up a podcast that you want to be a part of or uh, answer any questions that you may have. Again, if you're looking for gift certificates, I am doing that promotion, and it will start today, Sunday, the November the 21st, and it will go through uh, Saturday the 27th, I believe is what that Saturday is, where if you buy one hour, you get 30-minute reading free for you or your friends, 
And if you're looking for any other information, if you want to talk to me about other businesses, um, or if you're, you know, bored and just looking for a friend even, uh, go ahead and send me a message on the Facebook page and I will get back to you as fast as I can. I usually respond within an hour or so, but if I'm busy, it may, may be a little bit later in the day. And if you are not already following or liked on the TikTok page, please go and give that a like and a follow. Share it out to your friends and family. And guys, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am to the people that have booked readings that have kept the schedule busy. Uh, you guys are providing a pretty incredible way for me to work full time helping people and being able to do what I love. So thank you so much for that. Please invite your friends and your family to listen to the show and to follow the page and help me build this and grow it up to be more of a full-time thing. I look forward to helping everybody that's already scheduled. I can't wait to see what this new year brings for everybody. I know we're coming pretty close to that. Isn't that crazy? I I swear that it's 2019 still. But, (laughs) But... Thank you so much, everybody, for listening in to the show, for tuning in, for helping out all your suggestions, all of your comments. Anybody that I have done a reading for that has left a review, thank you so much for that. That definitely helps get the word out on the page. I will talk to you guys again next week when we talk to Joni Mahan and we talk about the haunted New Harmony, Indiana. And then we are working on two weeks out from now trying to get back in touch with Kristen Lee and get her on the show at that point. I will talk to y'all later. Thanks so much for following. And again, you have been listening to another episode of The Life of a Utah Medium.